Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Here on a real solid, real good workout Wednesday. Hope everybody's doing real good out there. So, last night, I, uh, well, I was coming out of the clinic with my with my mentor, my CI, and we were done. It was about 7.15 or so after a long day of both of us. Well, not both of us. I got there around 6.40. He was there around 6.15 or so, he said. So pretty long day in the clinic, um, both pretty exhausted after. And at that time I had, I was like, usually I plan to go to the gym real quick after for a quick workout and everything. Um, but I was in my head, I'm like, you know what? I didn't get the best sleep the night before. Um, kind of tired I should just go back and um, get to get some rest get to bed early to be decently rested for the next day and everything so you know that's a definitely a good idea um, and then we were walking out the door my CI was locking up the clinic and he was like hey Nick great job today man we talked about a few stuff real quick as I walked over to his truck with him and then he was like yeah man I'm just I'm beat I was gonna go to my run but uh yeah give give me grief in the morning um, so today, give me grief in the morning for not going on my run. And I, I was like, all right, you got it, boss. And I walked over to my car and I was walking over to my car. I was like, there is no freaking way that I can, with a good conscience, give this man grief and actually, actually mean it. You know, I mean, of course, it's and trying to hold him to his best, hold him accountable and everything. And he's, he's pretty fit for his age for sure. Um, but anyways, there's no way that I can do this and really mean it and be a support for him if I'm not actually living that message myself. So where I was pretty much on edge, I was really thinking I wasn't going to the gym. I'm like, you know what? If he's saying that, that's my message to myself and to maybe the universe's message to me. Get your ass to that gym and get a workout in. Um, so I did. Uh, I ended up playing a little bit over an hour and a half of basketball. Great time. Not necessarily a lift or anything, but just getting some good cardio, getting some good intensity. Just feeling good for my body, making it happen. Um, but anyway, that's a really good bridge into today's workout Wednesday. The last few workout Wednesdays, we've talked about the idea of just kind of making it happen, getting it done, strategies for a extremely busy schedule and what can be done with that. Well, today we're digressing from that a little bit. And I'm going to bring it back to the basics. I'm going to bring it to the energy systems of the body. And what I mean by this is we've got this word called metabolism. And, you know, you guys have probably heard this word all the time. Oh, my metabolism's low, so I gain weight. My metabolism's really, really fast, so it's hard for me to put on weight. I burn energy all the time. I'm staying pretty skinny, um, whatever that means. All metabolism is is the amount of energy required in a given moment for your body to do everything it has to do. Resting metabolism is literally that is the energy required at a given moment when your body's just at rest, almost in a in a conscious state, not in quite in a coma, but in a state where there's not increased brain activity substantially, where there's not substantially increased physical activity or recovery demands based on that. But then in any given moment, metabolism is just the amount of energy that's required to use. And 
so we can break this down into, okay, not just that we need energy, but how do I get that energy? What is this metabolism in terms of functional use? And yes, I have this debt of energy is that I have to come up with this energy somewhere, but where do I get it from? So most of you probably don't need um, me to tell you that the energy we get comes from food. You know, we're not like a little, little broccolis or cauliflower or carrots growing and or strawberry plants and get our energy from photosynthesis and absorb it straight up from the sun. Um, that's not us. We're not a vegetable chilling around. So we get our energy from the food we eat and specifically we utilize it from fats and carbohydrates. We can inefficiently break down protein to use as a pseudo carbohydrate for energy in the short term, um, but really not what protein is designed. Protein is designed to be structural, to be um, compounds that we utilize and integrate into our body for the way that our DNA codes it. But let's talk about kind of the three major, and there are subdivisions of course, but today we're keeping this simple. I want a baseline understanding for anybody who's out there listening. We're going through a simple run through of the three energy systems in the body. And based on that knowledge, what can I do when I go to my workout to actually train these energy systems if I want to target different ones? So as we go forward, like I said, we've got three different energy systems. The first one is our sprinter, the fast, really quick, right out of the gate. It lasts for about 10 to 15 seconds. That's our ATP creatine phosphate. And so creatine phosphate is a chemical compound that breaks off a phosphate, boom, chemical reaction, and they're just ready to go. ATP, adenosine triphosphate, that is a substance within our body. We talked about this the other day with the whole podcast about getting cramps and everything, why that happens. But oftentimes it's a energy deficit where there is a increased demand of the tissue that exceeds the fatigue level that we are experiencing. So that we often get cramps as a large portion due to the discrepancy in what our tissues are able to handle at that given moment versus the demand placed upon them. But anyways, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, is like a little stick of dynamite in the body. That's our energy. And how we liberate energy from this structure is we have AD, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and phosphates are a very chemically reactive molecule. So what happens is, boom, one of those phosphates breaks off. When the phosphate breaks off, it turns into ADP, which is adenosine diphosphate. So try for two, try, sorry, try for three, die for two. And we got a little phosphate floating around, right? So what happens is that creatine phosphate is able to put another phosphate back on. So we have this for very quick replenishing of energy to have a very fast source. What happens with this is that, again, so this is the body's energy. So that's how we release it. Our food gets converted into ATP to be used for energy. Now, as far as what this system is good for, it's good for very fast reaction. It's anaerobic. It does not require oxygen. And I talked about this happening in 10 to 15 seconds. So after about 15 seconds, our body can't keep that up. We only have so much creatine phosphate available. And that's why, a little side tangent here, if anybody out there is supplementing, doing workouts and su supplementing with creatine, 
it, specifically creatine kinase, it doesn't do your body any good unless, unless you are doing a workout, an explosive workout, a workout that has a lot of intensity. <sighs> oh, excuse me. Hmm, a little bit exhausted out here. So unless you're doing a workout with sprint, with intensity, with go, 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 and not just go all the time, but rest breaks, fast, explosive individual movement, take a long rest break in between. Usually for these, you want the, your rest breaks to be up to like 10 times as long as the actual set you're doing. So if you're exploding for 10 seconds, you want your rest break to be for about 100 seconds or so, which is a pretty, pretty high amount, but really important for this energy system to train it well. And again, it's anaerobic. So the benefits of this is it can happen really, really quick. The downsides of this is that it only lasts for a short period of time. So definitely a downside, but very worth it in the short while. Uh, then our glycolytic system. For glycolytic or glycolysis, that's the conversion of sugar from you know all the food we eat to glu and glucose into ATP. And this one, it uh, it can certainly produce more of a um, yeah, it can certainly produce more of a amount of energy. It can produce more ATP. And this is we have fast and we have slow glycolysis. So part of it involves um, anaerobic, which it was when it produces lactic acid without oxygen, and part of it is aerobic, where we don't produce lactic acid but when we keep going forward with that we take those extra byproducts bring them into the krebs cycle and that's where we go into our oxidative stage so our oxidative oxidative stage is with the krebs cycle with the electron transport chain all this kind of fun physiology and basically it it can burn fats or can burn carbohydrates just in this series of chemical reactions in the body the fat part hops on just a little bit later in the train, a little bit later in the program um, than the carbohydrate does. Think of it as if, you know, the carbohydrates chill in the movie theater watching all the, they come in for the previews. The fat molecules, depending on what kind of fat and where, they don't come in for the previews. They come in just when that movie starts, when they're kind of, all right, it's time to, time to do our thing. We'll get going. Might start a little bit later, so, but uh, we'll be there and we'll, we'll do our thing. So oxidative requires oxygen. That's kind of obvious. It sounds it from the name, and it's really good um, electron distributor. So it's really cool when we think about the main reason that we actually need hmm, oxygen in our body to breathe it, where it's so essential for life, is because we can get so much more ATP out of using oxygen. And our body literally has so much requirement for this energy that if we only had anaerobic mechanisms of making energy all of our cells in our body would not be able to produce enough energy at a normal rate where we could actually sustain life so it's crazy to think about that that is the one reason why we need oxygen because of that reaction that takes place in basically every cell inside the human body and so if you want to train this the oxidative state the aerobic state is made to last for a long period of time. That's your endurance training. And so for endurance, it's good just to go, 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 go at a lower intensity level. So if ATP, uh, CP for creatine phosphate, if that's a early in the window, 
but has and doesn't release a lot of energy but releases it really really fast and oxidative releases a lot of energy but releases it over a period of time and doesn't have a fast storage amount then what happens is glycolytic is halfway in between it somewhere in between it does release a you know a moderate amount of energy or so um however it is not quite as fast as creatine phosphate but it's definitely a lot faster than oxidative so glycolytic is usually seen to last for about a minute and a half to two minutes typically as more of the predominant source but then as you continue to move on down the road what happens is that predominant force from the different energy systems it changes so throughout time like we talked about different energy systems kind of have all calm their their peaks um their peaks of hey at this period of time after initiating activity with this intensity what energy system am i using more and so this is great when we talk about okay let's design this into our workouts about how do i use these three energy systems and do i even want to use all three energy systems atp creatine phosphate i'd absolutely argue for i think it's you know great glycolytic fantastic oxidative real good um so they're all extremely important and as a reminder it's not that we are ever truly isolating just one of these they're all strongly strongly involved however through the actions that we take and what we do literally our movement we influence them all and they all are active to a different degree but it might be that you know for five seconds the atp creatine phosphate system is active 80 percent of the total energy amount where in that period of time only like 17 percent of it is from glycolytic and i'm gonna argue three percent might be from oxidative but it's probably like close to zero so it's really important to pay attention to what are the different energy systems that um, that interact with our metabolism for how we actually get energy. Because metabolism is often viewed as, hey, what's the rate of energy expenditure in the body? So how do we come to understand once we do get energy, what we can actually do with it? So extremely important. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Get out there, get some solid workouts in, and think about, am I getting a balance? Am I getting a balance between, am I really targeting that short 10 to 15 seconds I create the phosphate system? Am I really challenging my glycolytic capacity for about one and a half to two minutes or so? Then what am I doing endurance-wise, aerobic-wise, that could make my life better and have good positive conditioning from that? All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Hope you all got a little bit of insight from this one. Um, I certainly enjoyed it. It was good kind of talking through different things that people may not innately think about when they think about, hey, let's get a lift in, let's get a workout in. But what can we do with this information to better ourselves, not only as um, people who go about this, but as people as people trying to learn, trying to get better, trying to understand the world around us. Um, I always think it's fun and fascinating kind of taking some of these principles and, you know, taking a bunch of people with a ton of different backgrounds, whether it's in college with a ton of different majors of not even the same schools, and seeing how they blend their knowledge and understanding that they currently have with everything else in the world around them. I mean, in a way, it's like 
Alright, we've all got these biases. We bring it to the table and we see what happens with them. We try and keep them in check. But we can't fully think of it in that way where everybody's got the, their biases of the watercolors they paint with, of their different life stories in this point. And how does that affect the way we integrate and interpret this information and to utilize it and to apply it specifically. So pretty cool stuff. Um, I love human psychology and the different, really the puzzle that all of us are. But all right, everybody, that's enough of me rambling. That is it for our workout Wednesday. Simply not easy. Have a great day, everybody.